Welcome to the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast, part of the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network, where we put the power of dynamic fitness back in your hands one mental rep at a time. Effective thinking for potent fitness. Welcome to the show. Good afternoon, Christine. Nice to have you on Think Fit, Be Fit. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Meredith introduced us. Mm-hmm. That's always like a good start for me. Like, you know, she's my trusted confidant and co-host and it's exciting to have you here as well. Now, I saw a few I was thinking about this last night in bed <laughs> and I saw some great things on your Instagram, but I wanted to start first of all, what kind of clients do you work with? And what is a mental health dietitian? So I'll answer your second question first. Um, So a mental health dietitian is kind of what I named myself, honestly, because I started to fall in love with how nutrition impacts how we feel and our mental health. And it was such a really unacknowledged piece of of health for so Mm -hmm. long um, and is now finally garnering some of the attention and respect that it deserves. But I really struggled with my own mental health, ironically, the same year that I became a dietitian and started working like in the health field as a, in a, like a health club Mm -hmm. kind of situation. I started to burn out. (laughs) I started to burn out from work stress. I started to burn out from life stress, just like imposter syndrome, literally not knowing like how to be an adult without having school to like guide me. That being said, I also stopped any healthy habit I had in place for myself, including exercise, including eating well. It was like anything all of my effort and energy went into taking care of other people, taking care of my clients, my family. And I just stopped taking care of myself. I didn't even realize that mental health was something that I had until mm. I lost it. Mm. And my burnout, um, you know, burnout is very much like a um, I just feel like a like a generic, not a generic term, that's not the right word, but it's it's not necessarily like a scientific diagnosis is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, the, the, science, the the medical thing is HPA axis dysfunction, but like who the heck is going to remember what that means? Um, but it's basically your stress system is on overload. Now you've been experiencing chronic stress from you know a wealth of different causes. Mm-hmm. And now your body is starting to like have little breakdowns mentally, mm-hmm. physically, because of it. So I didn't know any about any of this. And mine really snowballed into full-blown anxiety, full-blown depression, and for a time, like daily binge eating. Mm. So that's what really... And I healed and recovered myself from that naturally. Like using exercise, that was a really big antidepressant, like natural antidepressant for me that I sort of accidentally came, you know, discovered. And I just kind of worked slowly to to heal myself from there. So that whole healing process and really asking myself like why the hell was I able to help myself and recover without using medication, without really going to therapy when I had 
always thought that those are the only things that could help somebody with their mental health. So then I started to dig into the neuroscience and the biology and really understand, oh my gosh, there's so much more going on here. Mm. And there is so much more that we do have in our power, which is empowering. And Mm. that's kind of why I shifted my practice and the kind of people I wanted to work with and, you know, started to focus on mental health nutrition. Mm. Well, yeah, thanks for sharing that. I can definitely, you know, add some of my own anecdotes and stories to discovering the connection of mental health, physical health. So when you're working with people is, um, is this like, are you looking at fitness, mental health, nutrition? It sounds like you have like such a holistic idea of what these things are. Is that what you do to help people? Yeah, exactly. The people that I work with primarily now are type A sort of high achievers. They've always had this go, go, go energy within them, like very Mm -hmm. self-motivated, usually, you know, like some sort of corporate level person, or they have a small business or they're, you know, solopreneur, entrepreneur or something. And they have only really known to to live and almost thrive in that fight or flight state of just like Mm. hustle mode, like let's (laughs) go. And something in their life, in their body has now like they're experiencing chronic stress and they can no longer withstand those same energy levels and they feel burnt out. Some are experiencing anxiety regularly. Some have had like severe periods of depression. Some people are on medication, some people are not. But the thing they have in common is they want to feel better. Like they want, they know that this is not the true them and they just mm-hmm. don't know how to get back to that. And they're looking for a roadmap, ideally with holistic or natural ways of tapping into how can I regulate my body? Like what is actually happening? How is nutrition influencing me? How and why are things such as EFT tapping or meditation or um, you know cold hydrotherapy, EMDR, somatic body-centered therapies, mm-hmm. really like how can I utilize those and why are they working? And they really want to understand like how to really take that deeper control and support of their own system. And so yeah, I do utilize nutrition because nutrient deficiencies or imbalances is a major cause mm. of mental health symptoms of anxiety, depression, and more. And we also do utilize those body-centered therapies, which really help us regulate our nervous system, which is basically our fight, flight, freeze, and safety responses. And sometimes we get dysregulated, meaning we get stuck in like fight or flight, or we get stuck in the freeze response. And we don't naturally or automatically get back into that safety mode so it's teaching your body essentially how to feel safe day to day. Yeah, you don't hear many dietitian types, your colleagues, your peers, using words like freeze, fire or flight, and certainly not EFT, which I could use a good tapping session. <laughs> I love um, it. I love it. And, you know, uh, so I think like that's really interesting. So... What else like differentiates you from a typical RD? I actually don't know what a typical RD practices, to be <laughs> quite don't. honest. Either. I know what I learned <laughs> in school. 
I know what I learned in school and we were we were taught a lot of science. We were taught basically to care for somebody like in a hospital or a long-term care facility and really just like meet the needs of whatever their diagnosis was. So like if the person is diagnosed with diabetes, like give them a low sugar diet. But for me, I was never I really wanted to help people feel optimal and not just like give people um I don't know. I always wanted to show up for people and help them understand why and really help coach them. So I play the role of the nutritionist. I play the role of the coach, the accountability partner. I have struggled with this stuff in the past. And like I told you before we even started, like right now I'm going through a weird burnout sort of phase and I am vulnerable. I like tell my clients what's going on. I relate and I'm real because number one, it's cathartic for me to actually speak about it but it's also no there's no more shame around it for me um whereas before there was like a humongous shame cloud that i was living in like oh my gosh i'm supposed to help people with their own health and i can't even keep my own shit together like mm-hmm. oh, what a failure what a fraud like imposter syndrome you know out of control but showing up authentically and saying like hey this is going on what's going on with me. And I am using all the tools that I teach you mm. with myself, you know, proactively as well as reactively to help bring myself back into regulation. And this is how I'm doing it. This is how I'm learning what I need. And we're always growing. We're always evolving. And so mm-hmm. if we don't expect to have to utilize the tools that keep us well and keep us from stop feeling like shit yeah. <laughs> to get through the rest of our life, then I think there's like a really big misunderstanding between mm-hmm. what healing really is and what it means to be human really is. Yeah. Healing is something that we definitely have to really, it sounds so stupid, uh, experience, <laughs> but also like, uh, like understand like the different parts of it. I, you, I'm thinking about my own practice and a lot of people are recovering from chronic pain or chronic injury, meaning like they just have a cycle of going too hard and new things pop up around their joints, shoulders, hips, what quinter fasciitis, lots of inflammatory conditions. And even though they look super healthy, they seem athletic and they are athletic, they're able to achieve those physical goals, but they have a lot of trouble staying consistent because of Mm -hmm. these injuries. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not healing their joints with one treatment or even 16 treatments. It's their nervous system doing the work. And if we don't understand that the nervous system can be our ally (laughs) and that we can work with it and that we can manipulate the state of our being to help the healing process, then I have, obviously I'll have a lot of trouble with that client and their overall goals. Yes. That's such a good point. I love how you explained that so well. Um, It's the nervous system doing the healing and we need to release, you know, whatever is blocking the nervous system from regulating itself. And then I love how you also said that we need to experience healing, mm-hmm. which to me, I, I hear that as we need to allow like ourselves to feel mm-hmm. and move the energy through. And mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I am very much a like 
thinking, cerebral, like I live very much in my head type of person, which easily leads me to overthinking, easily leads me to like, you know, worst case scenarios. Mm-hmm. But that being said, I've always, I think I've always had a harder time, a bigger challenge in getting into my body and really mm-hmm. feeling, you know, where I'm feeling stuck or where that energy is kind of just, you know, hiding within my body. And yeah. so we can't really, th- so many clients I know, you know, they're really smart, really intelligent people. They could diagnose themselves with like <laughs> whatever, you know, psychological DSM thing. And they know exactly, they're like, this is my pattern and this is what I do. And this is, I keep doing it over and over again. But when it comes to breaking that pattern, when it comes to integrating the healing process in the moment, it's harder and we can all acknowledge that, right? It's always mm. harder to figure out what actually need we need in the moment that we're feeling the thing that is yeah. triggering it's us. Like you're, it's like you're looking for the what and instead of just moving that question over and saying, okay, where do I feel it? Mm-hmm. And just kind of going through like a process of feeling. And that's a really hard to explain to people. You know, you really like I've, I, I yeah, I've struggled with it throughout my career because it's not my domain at all, but I just see so many of my clients wrapped up into uh, thought patterns and putting themselves in the crises mode. It's just not helping their healing process. It's okay. I'm okay with getting the crazy eye from them, like the side eye, like, oh, I thought we were here for activating my muscles, <laughs> you know, but uh, it, for me, it's really come down to being able to show them the the pliability and the flexibility of the nervous system to help them and then help me do my job. I'd like to just comment that I, I, I love your Instagram. Like a lot of the reels, they're like super approachable um, and they're quick and they hit like you're poignant about it but you're not using disempowering words. Like I see a lot of overcome, balance, recovery, rhythm. So can you discuss kind of the importance of why you use those or, you know, just using them in general versus more absolute things? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. I feel like my Instagram has been a long journey. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I have such a complicated relationship with social media. I'm like, oh, I hate it. Uh, (laughs) I need to do it. So I'm like, how can I start to actually, one, enjoy this, two, feel like I'm putting some positivity and just like value, empowering information out onto the platform that feels fun for me to make, feels creative, also feels like I'm giving. I am naturally like a learner. I love to learn. I always mm-hmm. say like, if I if I could be paid to just like go to school forever... Mm-hmm. I would do that job. <laughs> but I, I also enjoy teaching. And so that's kind of where I found my, my little niche, each niche in Instagram. Yeah. I've never even realized that I have kind of connected to those words until like you see it all in one place, yep. like, you know, in reels. And I think inherently, it just doesn't feel appropriate for me because to, to use words like fixed or um, even healed, I have like a complicated relationship with because those words imply like you'll never have to deal with this again, that um, it's done, like you've moved on from it. You know, it's, and I think it's a very much like a Western medicine mm-hmm. slash, I don't know, 
We'll throw like diet culture in there. We'll throw whatever whatever fucked up things mm-hmm. <laughs> culture has done for us where it's like quick fix. You know, that once you, you, you do the thing, you reach the goal, you accomplish this, then like there's nothing, you know, whatever comes after that is going to be easy or you're just going to feel great forever. And that's just not realistic because it's life and we're humans and stuff is always happening. Wonderful things are always happening and hard things mm-hmm. are always going to happen as well. And so my goal with someone is not to feel like they are fixed or cured from anxiety, depression, or burnout, but to understand that these are not things to necessarily be afraid of. These aren't mm-hmm. things that are necessarily inherently bad. I have learned to see these things, these symptoms, these clusters of symptoms, which can have so many different causes. There are so many different causes of depression. That's not you know, just a, what most people deem as like a chemical imbalance or a low serotonin issue, but there's so many causes. And Ultimately, I see these as messages from our body to mm-hmm. ourselves. Like something is not aligned, something is off. Maybe that's something in our life that we're not living authentically aligned to. I, like I've experienced depression for multiple reasons. One of the first reasons was just overworking myself, really caused by burnout, caused by multiple causes of stress. Other things have been gut health issues where Mm -hmm. I wasn't taking care of my gut and that was perpetuating chronic stress and inflammation. I've experienced depression from relationships, me trying, you know, to make a relationship work or ignoring major red flags in relationships, essentially not showing up authentically as myself, kind of like denying my own self, what I knew to be true. That definitely spurred me into a depression. Mm. So what I want people to take away from this is that you can learn the patterns and the rhythms of your own body, of mm-hmm. what helps you you know, feel good and what helps you not feel good. And how can you use those things to you know, nourish yourself as needed when maybe you do need a little bit more support from one thing, or maybe you do need a little bit less support from another thing. And I know I'm speaking kind of generally, but it really isn't a one size thing for everybody. Mm-hmm. And what mm-hmm. I hope to teach people is to learn to stop looking outward, stop looking externally for the answers, for what you should do, for the diet that you should do, and instead start to tune in Mm -hmm. to how you feel, how you're responding to the things that you're letting into your life on like a mental level, on like a a nutritional, biological level, on a social level, on an environmental level. All of these can contribute stressors that are going to disrupt us. Understanding our own dysregulation sounds like a big key to what you want to give people. Is like understanding that dysregulation is not something to be scared of. It is something we can lean into enough to learn from it. A dysregulation in the body. So let's say bloating, constipation. And that has been like a long journey for myself is getting to the root causes of that. Turns out a lot of stuff from my 
younger childhood years impacted my gut health, but it was all, it's all wrapped up into anxiety and mental health and, and probably not separate from depression I had from, you know, real trauma and grief. It's been hard for me to separate the lines of listening to my body and not going overboard. Does that sound like a type A client that you might, that you've worked with? Yeah, like I am gonna, I am gonna heal the shit out of myself. Yeah, kind of like, thing, right? Yeah, it's like hurry up and heal. Like I got the list. <laughs> no, let's go. <laughs> yes, and I do also come across people who are sort of addicted, for lack of a better term, to like always working on themselves. Oh my god! Yes. Like there's always something to be worked on. There's always, yeah. I need to find the thing that needs to be worked on because if I'm not doing that, then I'm like becoming, I don't know, complacent or I'm not doing a good job or I'm not growing. And mm. I have to even sometimes remind myself that like the the goal is not to always, you know, have to work towards fixing or healing or recovering or, and it's okay to actually just like, be in the moment and not have to do or not have to, you know, adjust. Um, and I find that the things that remind me of that the most are honestly like nature and movement. Mm-hmm. As simple as that is, they are the things that remind me of how to just be and connect and just to experience without like a goal or without the need to, you know, improve. What if I told you the biggest thing standing in the way of peak performance is potentially something as simple as changing how you breathe? We at ThinkFitBeFit rely on science for new ways to optimize performance. That's why we've partnered with NeuroPeak Pro and their new product, the Intel Belt. NeuroPeak has developed the next generation of wearable tech. This belt is a real-time training device designed to teach users how to breathe properly in order to strengthen their resilience to stress, recover quickly, and effectively execute the task in front of them. If you're ready to begin unleashing the true power of breath, download the free NeuroPeak Pro app to experience their precision breath training or dive deeper into the science of breath training by visiting thinkfitbefitpodcast.com slash NPP. Your best training is a breath away. You know, how does that influence our nutrients and our metabolism and our digestion? Mm, That's a great question. I think that when we do allow ourselves to be in a place of receiving we can only be in that when we feel safe, mm. when we're in actual safety mode, where our nervous system is in parasympathetic slash rest and digest. I call it safety mode. And there is when we are the most regulated. And so naturally, you know, if we want to get into the science of it, where one of the major nerves in our body that really plays a huge role in regulating our nervous system is called the vagus nerve. And think of it like a highway that goes from the brain kind of down to all the organs in our body, including our gut. So like a big, a big branch, not just like like a a, big branch with lots of, you know, like branch fingers (laughs) (laughs) that's going everywhere. And so this 
when this nerve is toned, it's regulated, stimulated, um, and it is allowing like the flow of information from the body to the brain and the brain to the body, our body is able to gather those signals that's needed to tell ourselves, okay, hey, we do need more nutrients here. Or, hey, there's something going on in the gut. Or, hey, calm down you know, in there. Um, regulates our heart rate, regulates our digestion, regulates our you know, brain neurotransmitters, our immune system. And so kind of a long-winded answer just to say that when we're in, when we can be in that state, when we can find that state of peace, even if it's for a few moments a day, mm-hmm. we are allowing that safety mode. We are allowing our body to heal in mm-hmm. those in those moments. And that's really what it is. It's about, can we stay in that recovery state? How to continually bring ourselves back to that recovery state where we function period and we can function optimally. I hope that answered your question. Sorry. Well, like a little one, bit. like long answers only. That's why the podcast <laughs> is so great. Uh, and, you know, too, like, you know, all the nuance, right? Like it's definitely m- mentally and spiritually, I need nurturing and space in order to essentially sleep at night and wake up with energy. Like that's like my, you know, my bottom line. But I think one of the questions... I'm asking this season specifically is, you know, being proactive versus reactive with our health. Because it seems like exercise is a really good idea for proactive health, but not if we're constantly in a reactive area, which the, the internet promotes, loves to like, you know, get us to be reactive. It's like, that's the function of social media in general. (laughs) (laughs) I like you know, having you on here because you're encouraging people to dig deeper. Because I'm sure you're great at setting macros for five pounds of weight loss and three pounds of muscle gain, right? But, you know, you really want to be like, no, we have to go back to these basics first before you can, you know, really work with this perfect mix of macros, right? (laughs) Yeah. I don't even really touch, I don't even think the word macros like enters my conversations anymore. (laughs) which I'm not mad about, to be honest. Yeah, cool. Yeah, but it was only so surface deep. And I was like, I am not really helping these people, you know, in the way that feels aligned for me and in the way that I know that, you know, I know that they sort of need it. I think my own journey with binge eating really, really taught me that because I had to realize, I had to let go of the goal, the control of weight loss which was like the only thing mm. on my mind because I was like so embarrassed, so ashamed, so worried that my weight would just continue to go up because I couldn't control what I was eating. And the only really what I knew at that time to help myself was, okay, let me give myself a really strict diet or let me make sure that I'm cutting carbs or let me make sure I'm doing these macros. Mm. <laughs> and you know that lasted for like a day maybe because mm-hmm. one it was way too way too restrictive and two that wasn't what my body was needing like weight loss was the last thing on my body's mind and i had to learn that to heal myself i needed to focus on how i wanted to feel and right mm-hmm. at that time i was feeling frustrated and really low and 
anxious and unhappy. And I realized this is not a food problem. This is a deeper issue. And so I need to go deep. I think the food, the stress eating, the binge eating, the weight stuff, I think that's all going to just like settle itself on its own. But I need to give myself love and nourishment in these ways. And I'm just using food to fill that mm-hmm. void, which definitely comes hand in hand with stress eating. It's yeah. A lot of it's connected to blood sugar um, imbalances and cortisol imbalances and inherent you know, downstream, our neurotransmitters start to get imbalanced. And so we reach for carbs and sugary foods and salty foods. We have these cravings. And then it, then we really do start to feel like shit in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I think like one of the things we set out to accomplish with this podcast was kind of just being able to, you know, demonstrate that like most of the internet is always talking about like reducing stress and reducing cortisol. But it sounds like we already, we went about that backwards and all that stuff we just went through was like really about the back end work of really recovering, you know, with a natural way from burning out. And I don't want to say mental, mental health, but I I can see where you were coming from where you're like, Oh, I don't know how to use this word anymore. Cause it's Mm -hmm. just so encompassing of our whole physical health. What I think is important for being proactive about health and our mental health, which is getting to know like your own unique design. And when you dig into that with people, do you look at labs? Do you go through like more behavioral stuff or is it a mix of both? Yeah. What do you, when you say your own unique design? Gone are the days of being told how to live. Right. So we've kind of, you and I have established that we want to, you know, give people more like more information than, oh, yeah, your dad lived to 92. So that probably means you're going to live to 92. (sighs) Yeah. And so it's like a, a, like the step below, you know, beyond that, like when we say, okay, so you might have a tendency towards, uh, some nutritionists and dietitians use like endomorph and ectomorph and things like that when people are so um, married almost to like a diagnosis, they're like, no, I am bipolar. No, I am depressed. And, and I, I, I see, I see you being like, no, you're, you're much more than that word. You're there's more to it. So I guess I was asking how you help people like uncover that. Mm, That's such a good question. It really takes place in I feel like just the conversation and in the listening. Generally, I'm looking to hear what is what people feel is draining them, like is an energy drainer. And energy doesn't just mean just like, oh, I have energy, like, you know, I can do a million things. It's like the quality of your energy, what is made up of your energy. You can have low energy, right? Or you can have you know, uh, like higher energy or higher vibe energy or whatever. Yeah. They're so individualized. One of my energy drainers is watching TV during the day or watching uh, too much TV. Uh, like I'm like, oh, I'm going to binge watch this. It's going to be so relaxing. <laughs> I'm going to feel great by the time, you know, this five hours is over. And then I'm like, you know, I can't get off the couch. I become the couch. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. I replaced binging TV 
I, I replaced alcohol with like Netflix binges, yeah. which I'm proud of, to be honest yeah. with you. <laughs> it's a good, it's a, it's a shift, right? It's a shift yeah. in a positive direction. Honestly, it is. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but that's so true. I feel like I also have an energy drain. Like if I um, am around a lot of people for too long, but yeah. I also feel drained if I'm by myself for too yeah. long. So yeah. it's like a balance there. So I like to work with people. Okay, what is what do you know is draining your energy? What can we start to observe and become aware that is draining us? And that can be anything from like lifestyle stuff, like we just said, to food sensitivities, um, to just like habits, ways of thinking. Could be lifestyle patterns that we do. Obviously, watching TV till two a.m. when I need to be up at eight a.m. is not good. So things like that. And then this is actually the harder one: is what helps you feel good? What energizes you? What gives you good energy? What Mm. is restorative? What gives you the feeling of relief? And we start to build on those things. And then I also, sometimes it's like, I don't know the answer to that. Mm -hmm. Often I find people don't know the answers. And that's where these body-centered therapies come in. I think EFT is one of my favorites because Mm you're tapping on these acupressure points and you're kind of going through it and you're speaking out loud and all of a sudden like things you realize things that you didn't know mm-hmm. you knew before about yeah. how you you know what's what is serving you and what's not serving you and it's honestly a beautiful way of collaborating like um, Chinese medicine like you know Eastern medicine and Western psychology. So I think that when we give voice to things and then we acknowledge the, the place where we're at, even if it's not a, a really great place, it actually helps us accept that that's okay to be here. And it's also okay that I want to heal from that. But it's okay if I'm, I'm here. Often, I think a lot of the energy stagnation, dysfunction in the fight or flight nervous system comes from that energy getting stuck from us repressing it, from us not knowing how to deal with it, from being afraid to even acknowledge it. And so I love using EFT as a way to help safely ex- like release that and when we're ready to. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a lot of safely uncovering that, bringing your body back to that feeling of safety, learning to release it. This is all a, a lot of proactive stuff. But a lot of the things that we do reactively, like when you are triggered... And you're in it and you're just like, you know, feeling all the things. These things can also be used. But I do like breath work for those more reactive times mm. because breath work is so primal. It's mm-hmm. the thing <laughs> that we need to do just to be. And fight or flight, freeze, it's very, it's a primal state of being. And so if we try to think ourselves out of it, most of us understand it's nearly impossible to think ourselves out of that place, especially when we're like really in it. But if you meet primal with primal and you utilize mm. deep breathwork patterns, you can kind of like really help yourself come out of it in a way where you're not thinking out of it. You're just guiding your body out of it, which is again, one of the reasons why I love people to feel learn to feel in the body. I love that term, you know, meeting primal with primal. Uh, I hadn't thought of it that way, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I do a lot of like cold water immersion. Mm-hmm. And if you do breath work beforehand, it gets like just so 
one relaxing, but also like so euphoric, like close to the psychedelic line. So, and that wow. is, it, I know it like it brings. I have it, not had that experience oh, to yeah. that level. Yeah, it's kind of like what the, um, especially the CO two carbon dioxide um, threshold type of breathing, like the Wim Hof technique, especially that. So, and and there's a reason why he put those two things together. So it's like you do the the power breathing, I think is what it's called, and then you get in the cold water, and mm-hmm. then you warm up with a little bit of uh, a different type of breathing. It's it's more movement because um, you got to warm up. But and yeah, all those things just like when they get put together, they're like really, I want to say electrify my brain. Like it just feels like it's I feel invigorated. That's yeah, how I usually I'm so yeah. invigorated. Yeah. But, but yeah, what but, other kinds of breath work do you work with or utilize? Yeah, yeah, I sort of like categorize them into like calming and stimulating uh, breath work. Cause yeah. when you you might need different things at different times, right? So when you do want a calming style breath work, I love um, ujjayi breathing, which mm-hmm. is a beautiful like wave sort of sound. And it, there is a sound that you make as you're breathing in and you're exhaling, which is also stimulating your vagus nerve. No wonder why it's also helping. So I will guide clients to do that. There is something called the... I think it's called the physiological sigh. So it's... Basically, you take a big inhale in through your nose and then immediately a short inhale through your nose and then a long (sighs) exhale through your mouth. Um, And that pretty much immediately stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system. I love Mm. to use that in like a very reactive state. Alternating nostril breathing or Mm -hmm. just single nostril breathing, which um, the left, if you breathe in and out through the left nostril, it activates the more calming side of the nervous system. Mm-hmm. If you breathe in and out just through the right nostril, activates the more stimulating part of the nervous system. And if you balance it out, you do a little bit of both and get a nice little, mm. <laughs> nice little balance. So some those are some of the breathwork techniques that I will teach people. Um, and then again, like guide them to understand what what's going to serve them in the moment. Yeah, tools. We need tools. <laughs> and breathwork can be just such an incredible tool. Uh, I mean, the one of my teachers, he always uses this term, take your finger and point it back to yourself. And that's what breath work can like really help you do. And mm-hmm. I just think that's amazing. So last question or so, um, what kind of uh, continuing education or special, you know, client interest, or I don't know, even something new tattoo do you have planned in the next like six, seven months? Oh, I love this question. Um, I do actually, I just wanted to finish my, your last question. I totally forgot to mention this. I totally forgot. I I do do, um, lab testing for people. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I do go into that. I try not to like overload people because often the functional medicine type lab work, which can be like, there's a trauma associated with that too. You know, like you people mean? that are like, they do a lot of testing. Oh yeah. 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 Maybe trauma is the wrong word, but man, it, it takes, it, it takes such a balanced approach. Like I, you know, as a person who has been a, a, a student of my own mental health and a patient, and I've worked with functional medicine doctors, 
And I worked with one, I've worked with probably, I want to say three or four, let's say three. And one in particular, it was a lot of testing and mm-hmm. I was overwhelmed. And mm-hmm. it, 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 I think it did some of the opposite of what our intention was. And I wasn't ready or I wasn't ready for the information. I wasn't ready for that responsibility. Yeah. Cause yeah, it, it can be super helpful, it, especially like the deeper lab work and it can help you really uncover and get to more of a root cause to why what's going on is going on. Even to the extent of like, obviously gut health issues to neurotransmitter imbalances to nutrient imbalances. And I like love learning about it. Don't get me wrong. I'm like, oh my mm-hmm. God, this is so cool. Like, wow, you can really get to know like so much detailed information. But then when you go to deliver that to the client or the patient, it's like you can't teach them a whole like class on <laughs> labs and like this is what this chemical means. They're just like, tell me what I need to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh. it's it's finding the right balance. Um and again, I don't I really don't order things that people don't need. You know, I don't like want to like do discovery, just like let's just do everything and we'll see what comes up. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's really um, more specific stuff. But I do have access to be able to do that. And it does give helpful um, additional pieces to the puzzle to help like clear the picture up a little bit, especially if we've kind of hit a few stumbling blocks and some seemingly dead ends. So I just wanted to mention that. Um, That was important. I feel like. (laughs) So yeah. And then coming up in the, in the near future, I am, I'm taking another functional medicine course, which I'm super excited about. Um, So I'm always learning whether it's like, you know, YouTube university or (laughs) I'm paying for my certification. Um, So I'm, I'm always excited to dive into that, but I am actually trying to help myself by fulfilling this desire that I've been wanting to do for years, which is go out to the Pacific Northwest and like work and hike and work Mm. remotely and just like experience. I have like some magical connection to mountains and like lakes and alpine uh, water. And I've like been putting this off for so long and I just feel like Okay, this is the time, like this is the perfect time to do it. So I am I'm really excited to work on making that happen or not work on it, but receive that happening. <laughs> That's amazing. What an amazing goal. Oh my gosh. Wow, congrats. I'm inspired. <laughs> I'm excited. Amazing. I'll let yeah. you know. It's still like yeah. <laughs> very much in the in the works sort of planning. But uh-huh. um, yeah, just to like what you said, I feel like I have I'm also letting go of a lot of beliefs that have been holding me back mm. and keep, you know, like leading me back into burnout and leading me into overworking or thinking, you know, my self-worth lies in my productivity. And that's not mm. what makes me feel alive. Mm-hmm. I need to do more of what makes me feel alive because when I do that, then I'm able to show up for my clients mm. as my best. I'm able to tap into things that I can't just think myself hard, mm-hmm. <laughs> harder and harder into. And so it's definitely outside my comfort zone. It's definitely like, why are you telling people this, Christine? They're going to think X, Y, and Z of you. And you know, so much comes up about it, but I am kind of doing it on purpose so that I can have an opportunity to release those things. You know, these conversations are part of what 
you know, fills my cup, you know, and knowing that a podcast and audio format can, you know, connect somebody to their body is just such a meaningful thing for me. So thank you for helping me do that. And Think Fit Be Fit podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I totally know what you mean. So yeah. Yeah, thanks. I'm glad we could like connect on oh, that. Level. Tell people where to find you. Oh, sure. Um, yeah, you can head over to Instagram at christine.cohen. And I have a website, it's just my name, christinecohen.com. And I think I, I gave you a link to like my burnout recovery guide. So it's just like a free download okay. for yeah. people. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Fabulous. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Again, thank you and have a wonderful afternoon. And I can't wait to get this out for everyone to enjoy. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening and being a part of the Think Fit, Be Fit podcast network. Don't forget to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and family. If you're interested in further resources, check out or visit our website, thinkfitbefitpodcast.com.